You're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you interviews as well as news relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, which are either in English or where language is no problem. We concentrate on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. Arts Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. We're in one of the most beautiful cities in Holland this week and we talked to its deputy mayor about changes planned for an iconic building there. But first, some music. I'm in Delft, and in that city, one of the big events of the year, one of the main cultural events of the year, is the annual Chamber Music Festival. An artistic director is the violinist Lisa Firstman, who's with me today. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. And I know we've just dragged you out of rehearsal, mm-hmm. so... That's yeah. OK, we were just finished. Yeah. OK. This year, I believe, the theme mm-hmm. for the festival is Brave New World. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? Well, um... Definitely not the dystopian picture uh, Aldous Huxley paints in his novel. Um, it, it's so it's two f- uh, twofold, you say, yeah. right? Um, since it is my parting festival, this will be my last year. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to that later. Yeah, and at the same time, um, Nino Guitazza will have her first. So we decided to split the theme in a way as sort of to be able to go towards, towards the future. One sometimes needs to l- learn lessons from the past and say goodbye to the past. And so my part of the festival symbolically is a little bit more geared towards this, the last moments, the transformation into something new, the uh, and, and, and remembrance. Um, and for her, it will be a bit more about this forward-looking uh, idea. Um, so not dystopian as Aldous Huxley, but of course there are topics uh, that are of interest to everyone, sort of to to have to deal with. And this idea of how to learn lessons from the past, I think, is extremely important. And it's I think it's a reoccurring subject in in everyday life and everyday uh, political situations where you you see history repeat itself and you think why. Why are there not different choices being made? So that was a bit in the background of my mind, at least, um, when making a program. At the same time, uh, yeah, as I said, being my farewell program, I also wanted to have a little bit of freedom to program some things that were very dear to me and to make them fit somehow in the theme as well. Because talking about the new and the old, I mean, that in, in many ways typifies the, the, the festival itself because mm-hmm. there's an awful lot of the traditional mm-hmm. um, chamber music, but you also do a lot of very new and experimental music. Is there a lot of that this year? Um, experimental, I wouldn't say necessarily so, but it's always good to explore some boundaries. Uh, one of the pillars of for me of programming was is always, yeah, these... Uh, pillars of chamber music, the big big repertoire. The unknown and not necessarily new, but just lesser known works really um, do some research and find uh, uh, hidden gems in that sense. Um, 
and in the new uh, well I mean we're doing one concert uh, late at night on Friday the 23rd of July um, which is a bit inspired on the idea that during lockdown of course musicians were so cut off from each other and so there were all these initiatives of, of making all these videos together and everyone was at home and then they were all Skype concerts Skype concerts and all these orchestras that were suddenly playing from afar and but that did work it did well I yeah. mean it, 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 it is a bit of a gimmick when the first orchestra which was actually the Rotterdam Philharmonic that did the very first video of this um, it was spectacular because no one had ever seen that and of course then every orchestra started doing it and all the groups started doing it so it then became a bit much um, and it works up to a certain degree we need each other in real life and we need the audience in real life we have really felt that in the last uh, 18 months and um, so the but the idea was to see okay so you you don't really you don't really need to be ever alone anymore because you can tape yourself also and make that your chamber music partner so for example i'm doing a piece which is either intended for five violins to be performed live or for one violin live and four recorded so i have recordings of myself playing the other voices and a video recording of myself playing the other voices. So you'll see five versions of me. Um, so that's the slightly experimental. Uh, and in that same concert, there's a great piece by uh, Luciano Berio for viola, percussion and uh, tape. And um, Jennifer Stumm, who was the violist uh, for this, she commissioned uh, two Spanish filmmakers to make a silent film accompanying the the stories actually of this uh, piece, which is inspired by Sicilian folk songs, but also more recent Sicilian uh, history. So combining those kind of things. So in that sense, well, it's not experimental by now anymore, but it's always still nice to explore those kind of things. And I think there's jazz. Is this the first time you've done jazz? That is actually Nino Guetaz's side of the festival. Um, I would not say it would be the first time, um, but I never properly... Well, no, actually, that's not true. I had uh, um, the Rembrandt Freerichs uh, piano trio, which is a jazz piano trio, but they dive into... Um, world music and and sort of go into classical a little bit as well. So that that has been in the past, but I'm glad that Nino explores that side as well. Now, as you said before, this is going to be your last festival. We'll we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But it must have been a great weight on your mind organizing this year's. Mm-hmm. Last year's, I think, was completely cancelled. Yeah. yeah. And when did you have to commit yourself for this year? Well, to make the plans, we had to start still quite early uh, because everyone was very hopeful. So also musicians were booked for a lot of things with a lot of uncertainty, of course, surrounding it. Um, but we did postpone our date that we went public, sort of to really have a little bit more assurance there where we normally would go on sale in May. We did it only a month later, but still later in June. And um, and of course, we're having to deal with the limited amount of audience that we're allowed to let in. So that's quite sad. Um, the burden, well, until recent, the burden was there was a chance with the rising numbers again in Holland and the obvious uh, forecast that uh, the, uh, the government would then again change some rules. Uh, we are, my board immediately had contact with um, one of the governmental parties to see, like, will they please make a differentiation between a nightclub and a concert where you can really maintain distance and be safeguarding everyone. Mm. 
And they did. So, I mean, it must have been very difficult for you. I mean, you're a, a, a violin soloist, you travel the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, what have you been doing sitting at home watching daytime television for the last 18 months? A bit, yes, a bit. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's been a bit of a zombie type of state of life, I have to say. I, not very enjoyable. Um, I realized, so it is really my, I don't have children, for example, I don't, uh, it, uh, it is really all encompassing in my life performing. So I need it for self-expression. And um, so then you really realize, okay, there's not much uh, room somehow uh, uh, to get whatever is alive in in me out. And and so when you can't perform, and especially, so I I did have the chance to do some streamings. It's just not the same if you don't play for someone really. And you can imagine that someone through the end of the microphone or the end of the, the video camera, uh, it, it's not the same. I mean, the same. I, they, they're, they're doing uh, dance and, and theatre online. It's just not the same. I no. mean, to me, you might as well watch YouTube. Actually, yeah. Because what, what, because a lot of people say, like, yeah, but I don't mind watching concerts on, on YouTube. But uh, the, how we're used to watching those things is w- they were recorded with an audience. So you feel the energy on the recording of, of an audience. And the moment we started playing for some people again, my very first one was mid-May. Uh, after having played, make, I was lucky that I still played in November. In Holland, everything closed in October. But in November, uh, I still played in Portugal something for an audience. And then not till May. And when in May, I for the first time played for, even it was a very small group, like almost a living room type of situation in Belgium. But just to feel that people were listening so that your whole idea of giving music to someone and that there's energy exchange actually, and that your whole timing changes because there, and a silence suddenly becomes something where there is tension. and. and there's a breath, a, a breathing is going on in that tension, and uh, it just changes everything. So it was that was such a special to, to hear silence, that that is real silence because you. It's between it's play, two people. It's playing in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, but to hear then to but to hear the silence when it's not a vacuum anymore, then that's the most amazing thing. It's not the same thing yeah. at all. So, as we said before, this is your last festival as director and I think you started in what 2007 yeah that was my first edition so that's a a very long time you're going to miss it yeah I'm for sure going to miss it Uh, there are certain aspects I definitely will not miss and that is the stress uh, that is involved in um, well not only to come up every year with something that is meaningful to a certain degree and makes sense and is on a high level that takes effort and you you might think like oh but just put some nice pieces together but it's just it's just not that's just not the way I like to do it so it takes uh, some blood sweat and tears every year and then I'm I'm simply not very good at real organizational aspects of it Uh, I have a wonderful team but they still need me to tell them to make further steps and um, that has never improved over the years that I got better at that I, I am a procrastinator on difficult decisions or and uh, um, I had to so that part is will be great relief that that's gone but I will absolutely miss at the same time when you create so you think of something you've spent blood and sweat and tears on it um, and it comes together and we're now here and we're rehearsing and 
and that what you thought out as a program is being received by the audience and also that is the most magical thing and I, I will absolutely miss that. Because you're also one of the main performers in the festival and, and always have been. Are you going to play at all in the future? Uh, not scheduled, I think. I mean, technically, uh, this year would have been the 25th anniversary, but I very much begged the board not to count it as such and to go 25th Ad, uh, anniversary of editions sort of that we would have performed because last year we did a little impromptu of a weekend with just just two programs um, but that's not a festival so I said please postpone it so that when that there can be also more people enough money to really do something special and that Nino can do something special and I think they would like me to make an appearance then at the 25th um, let's see if that works schedule wise uh, who knows, but I also want to give Nino the stage. I don't need to uh, shadow her sort of in the same. So I, I want her to have the full spotlight. Are you going to miss most the the playing? Because it's a really nice venue, the mm -hmm. Mandela Zao. It's a really nice room. Um, but are you going to miss the playing or are you going to miss the, the organization and, dare I say it, the power? <laughs> the power. Well, as I said, sort of so organizational, definitely not. But the power of creating and having to see the result of your thoughts uh, come together. That I will miss. And uh, I will miss, yeah, that you do have artistic power, sort of in the sense of uh, also you choose the people you want to work with, you choose then how that's going to go about. And yeah, but not in the, not in the power, um, power addiction type of way. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in a brave new world sort no, of way. No, 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 that definitely not, yeah. <laughs> okay, Lisa Fershman, thanks very much indeed. I was at rehearsals for the Delft Chamber Music Festival and I was talking to its outgoing director, the violinist Lisa Firstman. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk Magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk Magazine, dot NL. The festival takes place in the Mandela Saal, which is part of a complex of old buildings which makes up one of the most important sites in Delft and indeed the Netherlands itself. There are plans to make changes to the building and to the surrounding area, and I went along to talk to a man who will play an important part in implementing those changes. 
I'm in the Prinzenhof in Delft and I'm with Basil Volbrecht who is the Deputy Mayor with responsibility for among other things culture and the last time we, we were here we spoke about it was nearly two years ago yeah. when there were big plans for the redevelopment not only of the Prinzenhof itself the building but the Agata plane outside and there was a lot of protest and now you've lost a year with the, with the um, coronavirus but I believe there have been developments what's the situation now? Yeah, there have been definitely developments, uh, unbelievable developments actually. Um, when you look at uh, um, uh, the substance of the of the plans, we've taken a year, uh, a bit longer, with a group of, of people from Delft, the Delftenaren, to think about, okay, what should be the, the, the perspective on the long term for uh, this monument, the Prinzhof, and also the Agatheplein. And we've created a, a future perspective, uh, which is uh, yeah, shared with the city, so uh, a plan with a lot of uh, uh, people supporting it. Um, that that uh, provides us with a way to go uh, forward. Well, that that was the first step we we took uh, almost uh, two years ago, and actually last year, uh, yeah, the financial discussion uh, came uh, came a bit more prominent. Uh, the city of Delft, unfortunately, yeah, is in big financial problems. Uh, we don't get enough support from the national government from the task we have to perform, uh, also uh, the, yeah, uh, thrown down on, uh, from a national level, and that means. The, the municipality of Delft had to do a lot of budget cuts, uh, so that made the financial discussion about Prinzhof uh, not easier, uh, to, to say the least. And that meant that the municipality of Delft was forced to cut down our budget for this project to the level which was well uh, almost enough to um, renovate the monument. So only the building to, to yeah, restore uh, the, the original uh, value, but not to improve the museum. Mm. And that's a waste, because if you start yeah, renovating a complex like this, you want to yeah, keep, keep up with a museum that also is, is set for the future. Because I think that there were originally, there were plans to, uh, to put a new entrance, a big glass entrance facade um, facing the, the outer kirk, and that's gone now, has it? Uh, partly, I think we still have to find a new place for the entrance because it's, it's way too hidden uh, at the moment. But it's indeed the case that we have looked up, uh, again at, at those plans and um, well, made them a bit more integrated with, with the outside of the, uh, the garden and the Agatha plain. Uh, so yes, indeed, we have, we have tweaked it, uh, um, uh, its substance, so the, 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 the plans that we had, that we did with the city. and then again uh, yeah the financial discussion uh, started um, and what what actually happened uh, well it's not not even so long ago a few months uh, a few weeks ago uh, we uh, received a very generous uh, donation from a, a Delft uh, family, the family Fleck, uh, who supported us with the amazing gift of 10 million euros to also um, yeah, make the museum set for the future. So with the combination of those budgets, the 18 million from the municipality and the 10 million from the family, yeah, we're actually ready to, to actually carry out this project. So that's an amazing uh, decision. Because you have a certain responsibility with this building because as some people know and some may not know this is could be described as the most important building in the Netherlands because it was here that, the, that uh, William of Orange was assassinated and that was an event which directly led to the formation of the Netherlands as we know it today. 
Yeah, definitely. And also the years before that. So also the years before he was assassinated. Yeah, important uh, documents like the Plakkaat van Verlatingen, the, 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 the foundation of the Netherlands, indeed was formed in this building. So yes, that, that responsibility is very big. As a so and there must city. be a great sensitivity in whatever you do so as not to, to change it too much and destroy parts of it which are historical. Yeah, absolutely. So in the next phase, uh, we're now ready to actually start uh, uh, designing the actual yeah, uh, renovation uh, plans. So what actually is, uh, is physically going to happen? Well, that's uh, that partly uh, also being uh, developed right now, so we don't don't know exactly at which, uh, uh, what we're going to do precisely in which area. But we know on the headline that we, well, I, I mentioned one thing, we are going to replace the, 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 the entrance, we're going to optimize the, the routes uh, through the museum, we're going to add an elevator to also make this museum yeah, uh, available for people with a disability, uh, so that, that are important important parts of the renovation that we're going to do, but at which place or in which way exactly, that's really the next phase, so the phase that we're yeah, currently starting. And when does the work start? I hope in uh, 2020. Three, I wow. have to have to <laughs> say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to make actually a design for for a building, uh, indeed, in which you also describe as, as so monumental, yeah, it, it 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 will question a lot of. Um, we will encounter a lot of uh, um, conflicts, conflicts of interest. I thought you'd had those already. I thought those no, were resolved. Made a, we've made the decision, and now uh, the hard part is coming. We have to carry it out. Now we have to solve a lot of conflicts between interests, uh, for example, between uh, now that optimization of the route versus monumental aspects of the building, and that's a big question that that will take a lot of time to answer. Uh, but we hope to present a first. Uh, voorlopig uh, ontwerp, een conceptplan um, in de uh, the half uh, of 2022. So in about, what is it, uh, a year. And then we will have the next phase and then we can present a first concept of okay, how is it exactly going to look and what are the, uh, the renovation steps that we're going to take. Okay, thanks very much indeed for that. Thanks for the interview. I was talking to Baz Vollebrecht Deputy Mayor of Delft, about the proposed development of the Prinzenhof. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot nl. ArtsTalkMagazine.nl Well, that's all for this week, but we'll play you out with a track from one of our favourite singers who was on the programme last year when she was playing The Hague. This is Canadian artist Ronnie Tepper singing New Love. I'm Michael Hasted, so until the next time, it's goodbye. Bye. You came alone
Fall in love, new. 